Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm the host of the program, one of the two. <laughs> Jesse Thorne, the winner. <laughs> Jordan Morris, two of two. It's <laughs> my uh, Star Trek clone name as well. <laughs> Boy Detective. Jordan, I've what been... have you won? What have you won? I'm winning at life right now, oh. Jordan. On this particular day, sure. I'm winning at life. This sounds like a mood. Jordan, you've got, I, I can't help but notice, every week you bring to the program a chalkboard. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a line down the middle. On yep. one side at the top it says W, <laughs> and on the other side it says L. And you put down a you put down a tally mark for me mm-hmm. every week. Well, well, the W you it's actually not for winning; it's for wig. <laughs> okay. I just mark when you're wearing your wig because <laughs> oh. you wear it sometimes and you don't other times. <laughs> I thought you meant that it was a like a mid 19th century election. <laughs> no, 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 no. That I re- sometimes the the yeah. L actually stands for bull moose. Right, exactly. <laughs> So, okay, this is what happened, Jordan. And I don't mm. like to start the show by bragging, no, but uh, I also... Like 10 minutes in, 15 minutes right. in. Right. I try to be honest on the program. Sure, yeah. So, you know, and I don't I, I don't want to do a backhanded, humble brag kind of situation. Oh, no. I found myself in Far this situation. Be it. Far Isn't be Isn't that it. crazy? I, right. I accidentally spilled wine on my shirt in front of Kanye West, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Right. Um, that's not the kind of guy I am. I'm no. a straight shooter. Sure. And I try and be honest with our audience because I feel like that's the only way they can trust me. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. And the reality is that I'm winning so hard this week that even if I didn't talk about it at the beginning of the show, the rest of the show, the audience would be like, what's going on with Jesse? It Mm -hmm. feels like he's winning really hard, but he's keeping it from us. There's Mm. a secret he's keeping it from us. Sure. Anyway. This afternoon, we can hear his erect penis tapping on the mic. <laughs> Why has he maintained a constant erection? His we know two, we we know the essence is we know audible. that the we can tell we can tell that that's a penis. We're that astute. It's like a cask of Amontillado situation, right. yeah. only with Jesse's heart on, and mm-hmm. what a winner he is! Right? Yeah. This afternoon, Edgar Allan Poe. We're recording one of the greats. <laughs> We're Can we recording. agree, Edgar Allan Poe, one of the greats? Hey, tip of the cap mm-hmm. to Mr. Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah. Wrote a lot of stories, poems, mm-hmm. and died of drinking. That's true. In an incident of voter fraud. <laughs> party man. Yeah. A party man that's and how a I, party dude. That's how I want to go. When I'm ready to go, I'm just going to say to, you know, whoever, <laughs> the, yeah, whoever the political bosses <laughs> are at the time, I'm going to go out to Tammany Hall and just say, I'm ready to go, boys. Liquor me up and take me from voting booth to voting booth until I die. Like my hero, Edgar Allan Poe. So we're recording this week's program on a Sunday, and Mm -hmm. it's a special Sunday uh, for uh, the Christian faithful because it's Easter Sunday, Mm -hmm. uh, the day when Christ returned from the dead, Mm -hmm. uh, which we celebrate with egg searches. And, of course, uh, a sacred day for fans of uh, premium television because, yeah, a new Game of Thrones is here, and I'm psyched. (laughs) Uh, this is a Daenerys Stan account. <laughs> As you guys know, that this this show is now a Daenerys Stan account. That's a mood. <laughs> anyway. Um, so I held... Was one... a Goose Stan account for a while. Captain Marvel's cat. <laughs> and then I got tired of him. I held one of these um, egg searches. Yes. 
in my backyard mm-hmm. with my wife and my fun. three children. Fun. It was a lot of fun. Now, were these eggs dyed? Uh, dyed with a, did you use the, the paws kit? We had a... So it's uh, peace in Latin. No, that's Pax. Never mind. I don't know what pause means in Latin. Uh, we had an interesting situation where the kids asked for it. My wife turned them down on the basis that none of them eats eggs. Mm-hmm. So any eggs that were dyed would then not be consumed. Right. So it would have been a waste of they eggs. They don't eat any kind of egg? Mm, I can sometimes get my oldest to eat some scrambled eggs. Okay. The two-year-old... Will eat. That's a child's favorite kind of egg. Most things that you put in front of him. Yeah. But there's at least in my experience with my two older children, they each took a hard turn around two and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, they now do not eat anything. Int- okay. There are pizzas <laughs> no that they thing. will not pizzas. eat. Pizzas. Pizzas. Are there? there certainly, there's not, not no dinosaur shaped nugget they won't eat. Oh, you would be stunned. One out of three of my children is willing to eat dino, dino buddies really? at this point. It's aston- It's sickening. Huh. Yeah. It is sickening. Are you concerned? Okay. I don't want to, you know, plant any seeds of doubt. Right. Um, Certainly not on this, my big day. Right. <laughs> but are you worried that your children are, in fact, maybe imposter children? Like they're not, in fact, they're not children, but maybe this is an orphanage situation. Oh, not just like a, a like a colony of bees in a skin suit? No, maybe like um, like someone with a disease where they look like a child and they're trying to... Oh, they're Websters. Yeah, <laughs> Websters, yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, are you worried? Your I bought that silver spoon train your, set for your housing Webster's. <laughs> anyway, it's more of a facts of life. Situation. So they're not eating nugs. So they won't eat. They won't eat anything. They won't Dino eat Dino nug or so otherwise. my wife is like, look, we'll put no some, nugs, no eggs. We'll put a few candies into those little plastic eggs, and you can hunt for them. Mm-hmm. But we're not going to get involved in a whole egg dying thing. Mm-hmm. So we did it. It it was going great. Mostly because you're so you're concerned about egg waste. Yeah. Okay. That's re- that's reasonable. Yeah, and I mean you're not made of eggs. Uh, my daughter, by the way, proposed a solution, which is plastic eggs, but you can dye them. Okay, that's like a business idea, free business idea yeah, for my seven-year-old. Any bad dyeable plastic eggs. So anyway, we're in the backyard, and and we had been gone at the. That at is actually the, not a terrible idea for a like a like a vegan family who want like a blank plastic egg. It yeah. comes with a little dye kit. Maybe you can wash it off. Yeah, or, or if like you, markers, maybe a marker kit. Or if you got uh, chickens coming over for Easter dinner and you don't want to embarrass them, sure, yeah, make them uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So we had just we just we spent we had spent the uh, it was my my kids one of my kids spring break mm-hmm. and so we had been at the cabin for a few days came right. home from the cabin and uh, I found on the, my desk at home mm-hmm. my home office a three quarter drunk can of La Croix. Mm-hmm. Popular sparkling water sure. beverage. And I happened to be, at the moment that I found it, headed to the backyard for this egg hunt. And I was holding a bag of uh, a Filipino snack food called Boy Bawang mm-hmm. Cornick, mm-hmm. Uh, which is like a seasoned corn product. Sure. Like a corn nut? Yeah, like a corn nut. Okay. Exactly. It was garlic flavored. Very sure. tasty. I love, I love Boy Bawang Cornick. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I want I, I happen to be thirsty because this is a salty treat. Sure. So I'm headed to the backyard. I see the can on my way to the backyard. I grab it. I'm like, perfect. There's there's some Lacroix still in here. I'm mm. going to drink this if I get thirsty from this. What flavor? Wine. Key lime. I believe it was pomplamoose mm. or grapefruit. And uh, so I'm sitting in the backyard. Just imagine me 
I'm living like a king. My children no. parade. I won't imagine you like that. No. <laughs> you can't tell me what to imagine. You're not the king of my brain. How about this? I can imagine what I want. Jordan, you don't have to imagine it. Here's me right now putting on this ermine stole. <laughs> no, I, w- I refuse to look. And purple velvet I cape. I won't look. I won't imagine. I'll teach you a lesson with my golden scepter. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so I was sitting in the backyard. My children are doing adorable Easter egg hunt things, yeah. getting excited about white chocolate, mm-hmm. uh, all the you know foolish adventures of childhood. And I'm drinking from this. I'm having a great time drinking from this LaCroix, eating these Boy Bowang Cornix. I drink a sip of the LaCroix. And there's a there's a what I can only describe as a wrong texture. Mm. Now, I want to be clear that that it already had the wrong texture because I had opened this Lacroix before I went to the cabin and drank two thirds of it, three quarters of it, and then I was drinking the rest six days later. Can I can I uh, can I theorize as to what this wrong flavor was? Yeah, it Dip- was a texture. Dip spit. Yeah, well, I used to. I often confuse my chalk hands with my. When I, uh, when Chris Fairbanks and I, mm-hmm. uh, a frequent guest on this program, used to work together, we used to like have to drive around a lot together. We would have to drive to stuff, and this was when he was dipping. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And not dots. No, no chaw. He would chaw. Yeah, it was not the ice cream of the future. Uh, he it would was always... how he maintained his connection to his native Montana. Right. Yeah. And I would always. I don't know if he still does. Um, you know, I hope he's. Yeah, he's hoping. Habit. The last thing we want is for Chris Fairbanks to get mouth cancer. No, we that's the money maker. Sure, we need that mouth, baby. <laughs> how else is he going to? How, how, how would, would he mumble how, without right. the mouth? Sure. How are we going to? What, what will we laugh at if Chris Fairbanks <laughs> is not saying anything? Um, he... Jordan struggling to say something. <laughs> sure. Um, and then so we. Uh, so, so yeah, he would always have something to spit in, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, water bottle, soda can, something like that. And he would, all, you know, it always golden just, chalice, like, golden chalice and always like leave it in the car. And I am, and I, and I just, my constant fear was like, I'm going to have to drink my friend's dip spit <laughs> accidentally. There's there, a day will come where I will accidentally drink my friend's dip spit. And then how will we work together? <laughs> Well, my son Oscar does indulge in the chaw from time sure, to time. Sure, yeah, he's got those yellow fingers. <laughs> um, but this that was not the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I I I drank from the Lacroix, mm-hmm. and I noticed an off texture. Yep, something going on, and, and and again, more than just it's a terrible. The flavor is terrible unless it's borne by the bubbles. When mm-hmm. the bubbles are gone. Yeah, the flavor flat, is awful. Yeah, flat a flat sparkling water uh, with flavor is a pretty nasty thing. The the, the metallic the metallicness yeah. comes out. So I said to myself, this texture is wrong. Mm-hmm. It should be smooth and wet. Sure, not lumpy mm-hmm. and wet. Mm-hmm. Now I had had a few smooth sips originally. Yeah. So this was a real curveball that had been thrown to mm-hmm. me. I just want to say this story. The appropriate length. <laughs> I'm glad it's the length it is. So what I did, Jordan, Yeah, is I spat it right out. Guess what was in there? Boy. I'm going to say... Yeah, that's right, Jordan. It oh, wait. Hold a... on. Three snails. Close. What? One fly. One fly. So I didn't eat the fly, 
and I'm, my winning streak has begun. But the fly was in your mouth briefly. <laughs> I didn't eat it, Jordan. That's true. I recognized there was something wrong about it, and I spat it out. That's a W for Big J. Sorry, fly. This mouth is for bedtime spiders only. <laughs> World champion, Jesse Thorne. That's great. 2019 is looking up, baby. Mm -hmm. Mark one under W. Mm -hmm. Congratulations, man. That's huge for you. Should we introduce our guest? I would love to. Do do you think I've intimidated him because of my tales of winning? (laughs) I can. I can. What? I mean, I here's hoping that he's had some sort of miraculous win in the past couple days. If so, maybe he'll be comfortable. If not, he'll just be a. He'll just be a. A quiet little violet the whole time. I mean, I, too intimidated. I think technically it's a pretty big W to have made it through the first 20 minutes of that bullshit story. <laughs> I interrupted too much. <laughs> Our guest on the program is a television writer for the Showtime Network. That's premium cable. His bosses, the very talented Jesus and Marrow. Uh, you know him as a beloved stand-up comedian, you know him as Twitter's most benevolent pep talker. Mm. You know him as a soon-to-be published author, Mr. Joshua Gondelman. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for having me. What a joy it is to have you here. Oh, it's such a pleasure. I'm so Ever excited. Ever eaten a bug, Josh? I mean, not to... Uh, not to throw my success in your face, but right. I don't eat several bugs every day. Holy shit. <laughs> bugs wow. would love for me to eat them, yeah. lining up at the corners of my lips. <laughs> no, 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 I say. Not today. <laughs> like a commercial for famine relief? <laughs> <laughs> like a commercial for famine relief. But the sure. bugs are more excited. It's not like a... Uh... To be fair, your mouth is always filled with sugar water, though, right? <laughs> a glucose that is, solution. That is true. Bugs I like it. to keep it sticky. Mm-hmm. So so the bugs are like urban teens, and the corners of your mouth are like hot new sneaker releases. <laughs> I'm, my mouth is the supreme store uh-huh. of bugs. Got it. Yeah. So sometimes bugs camp out overnight <laughs> sure. to try to in get in my folding mouth. chairs. Sure. Yeah. yeah That's yeah, cute. Yeah. With their parents. Yeah. Because if they're too young, that's dangerous mm-hmm. that they line up at my mouth. I I live I live very close to like sneaker lineup central or LA's sneaker lineup central, anyways. And I, you know, and it is something I know I know nothing about this world. It is baffling. I encounter it when I am walking to Cantor's. Um, you and- just know that where you live at any moment. You might run into Haji Beach. Sure, yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly. Any of the odd futures I could run into. Um, Do you think over time I would like to ask them if please. they've softened their stance of Wolfgang kill them all? <laughs> it yeah, feels sure. like a really hard they've line. Let, they've, they've, kill they've, them most. <laughs> yeah, it just feels like yeah. from a different time. They've sure. abandoned their semi their semi ironic homophobia. Mm-hmm. They said, yes. look, that's mm-hmm. that was something we did as teenagers. Yep. And we now didn't... we just have a sore that sells one unicorn shirt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, we just want to kill many of them. Many, yeah. most, <laughs> some. Odd future wolf gang kill myriad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have noticed that the sneaker lineups have been getting quite young. You do see a lot of like a lot of like young teens there with their like square like old like Hollywood lawyer parents waiting for sneakers. Yeah. It is an interesting thing. It's it used to be cool dudes, and now it's uncool teens. You Children know, and, and dork dads. Yeah. The internet has democratized, and by democratized I mean, I guess, reverse democratized that culture wherein 
uh, at this point, most of the big, most of that culture's biggest stars are just wealthy 12-year-olds mm. who have, like, a popular Instagram presence. Or, like, a dog on Instagram owned by real human dickheads. <laughs> <laughs> just like, my dog's wearing Jordans. Yeah. Like, he doesn't like it. Yeah. His feet are his shoes. Yeah. Uh, Josh, yes, you are visiting LA from New York. I am. You, uh, you brought your your wife. You mentioned I did. I brought my my uh, wife Maris. Uh, where is your uh, Instagram popular dog who is watching? Busy, busy, busy. Our friend Alice mm-hmm. uh, is staying with. Is staying at our apartment and watching Busy. Busy is a homebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't sedate a. A flat-faced dog for flight. Okay. Um, a because pug, it's bad for, right? A pug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Busy's a pug. So you can't sedate a flat-faced dog for flight. And Busy is, like, Maris always says that if we could get Busy certified as a service dog, but then she would need her own service dog. She is very <laughs> anxious. She's an anxious creature. So we Service don't... bird? That'd be service... cute. Oh, a little dog with a bird rider? God, be like a cool. video game premise. Unlikely, <laughs> but delightful. I know. Sure, yeah. Or what... They could be the Banjo-Kazooie of the airport. What about... We're picturing little dog, little or bird. What about <laughs> my dog riding around on an ostrich? <laughs> That'd be great. That would be fun. That would be fun. And they both have little vests on. Oh, yeah. Got little it. vests. Quick question for this pug joust that we're creating. Sure. Uh, Would it be possible to get Dana Gould to voice your dog? I would love for Dana Gould to voice my dog. All sassy animals in video games are voiced by Dana (laughs) Gould, right? From Gex on. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, we don't even bother bringing her to – like she doesn't even like to get in cars. So we just like bribe a friend who has roommates to stay at our house alone for a week. And she – we should explain. Her name is Busy. She's named after her godparent – uh, busy Bone of Bone Thugs and Harmony. <laughs> Performing today at the Staples Center. My dog was very sad not to be there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I also have a... I'm I sure al- she'll see them at the crossroads. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also... Uh, uh, Uncle have- Charlie's memorial service. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, I also do that with people who have bad roommates. I kind of clock all of my friends who have bad roommates. I'm like, okay, I'm going to try and catalog every I have bad roommate story. Yeah. And I'm like, this person could be a cat sitter. Yeah, like, absolutely. This person will gladly come and it would also like – and also like no – like maybe no cable, no PlayStation. I kind of keep track of who my friends are who don't have my cool stuff. That Yeah, that's exactly it. We have like a nice home that that two adults – uh, over 30 have cultivated for themselves and so like maybe a younger friend uh, will just be like get yeah get away from your roommate situation do laundry in the apartment which Ooh, is, yeah I don't mean to okay. I don't mean to brag yeah. but no bugs have been in my mouth today and we have in unit laundry <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jordan lives a bachelor lifestyle, but the pros are, as you mentioned, the uh, you get to spend time with Bug, the cat. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get to play the PlayStation. And instead of a kitchen, hot tub. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where I do all my cooking. <laughs> oh, what a big stew. Yeah, I, ma- yeah, I make a giant uh, Bugs meal, Bunny meal stew. Prep. It's sort of a hot tub slash pot. Yeah, sure. <laughs> a crock tub. <laughs> but if you've never felt those Szechuan peppercorns tingling right. your nads. Yeah. <laughs> And I realize as I'm cooking myself in a giant hot tub that the cartoons that it's mimicking are probably problematic oh, in yeah, hindsight. Oh, deeply racist, right. but so delicious. But so, yeah, and I'm not, you know, I don't have any racial characters around me. Right, right, yeah. right, right. That's fair. Is you do me? have I'm... a troubling pen pal relationship with a German cannibal fetishist. <laughs> yes, I do. I know. These guys, yeah, I know. I basically take pictures of myself, and those are German cannibal thirst traps. <laughs> 
Come to Josh, LA. Come to LA, Daddy, and eat me. <laughs> Josh, you've heard about the cannibal cop, right? Oh, of course. Well, heard Jordan about the is cop. the co- the cannibal union comedy writer. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Bug the cat. I will say. Also, never been in my mouth. <laughs> yeah. Ah, she doesn't like mouths. Have so. you guys really? She's more, never, of an arm, she's more of an armpit gal. Have you guys never really never eaten a bug? I I'm sure I've swallowed a fly on a bike or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't remember it. And I'd you swallowed like a spider to get rid of fly, it. And, yeah. you know, one, of my, one of my most... I mean, yeah. That lady's definitely going to die. Yeah, we <laughs> all point. we right. all are. Exactly. Death comes for us all, spider-eating don't, woman. Don't yeah, give me spider that. woman, we'll see at the crossroads. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, if that's really how they feel about it, the story is, I don't know why she swallowed the fly. For some reason, she thinks she might live forever. What the fuck's yeah. up with this lady? Yeah. Uh, one of the most troubling things that happened to me as a middle schooler and, of course, middle school is a time of trouble. Yes. Sure. It's a turbulent time for all. In River City and elsewhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the most likely age to get into Magic the Gathering. Um, oh, yeah. I uh, definitely was. Um, we do. A bug flew into my eye and went under my eyelid. Oh, that's Oof. the worst. Yeah. And my school was uh, too small to have a nurse. There was only like a couple hundred, a few hundred students total in the school. So there was no school nurse. So the science teacher took it out with a forceps. They <laughs> went and got the science. They're like, who, who can we rely yeah. on? That's, That's a good call. I mean, better than, you know, uh, you know, English. It used yeah. to be barbers. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> this was the she Middle Ages. Did a blo- she also, I'm so grateful, balanced my humor. <laughs> they did a bloodletting. You're like, yeah. it's just a bug in my eye. Like, yeah. The eh, you probably have a demon in your was. brain. That's what the bug was trying to go get. <laughs> so I take a, a drill. She's like, I've been waiting for this moment my entire career. <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't have asked the phrenology professor. <laughs> Four years of undergraduate biology. That teaching certificate, and now this a chance to use my trepanation device <laughs> to perform a surgery that could get me sued and unemployed forever. Uh, Josh, you mentioned so last time you were on the show, you had a bad Airbnb experience. I did, but maybe this time you're having a good one. I think so. We got into the place, and I said to my wife, I was like, what weird thing is going to be horrible here? And we haven't we haven't found one, so it's pretty nice. Have you oh, wow. used the toilet yet? Have used the toilet. How'd it go? Oh, boy. <laughs> it was terrific. <laughs> Describe the dump. <laughs> this is a Josh's Dump Stan account. <laughs> Tired of Daenerys. A, a gentleman doesn't kiss and tell. <laughs> the dump? Most people. What are we talking about, Jordan? <laughs> I truly don't know. <laughs> Me either. Most people would go from Daenerys <laughs> to like Jon Snow sure. or something. <laughs> yeah. You bailed on Daenerys, went full well, Josh. First, I was dump. into Goose, Captain Marvel's cat. <laughs> and it was Daenerys, and now it's Josh's dumps. And you can only stand one thing at a time. You can only stand one thing mm-hmm. at a time. Is this that's an I- a mood? Is this an IKEA furniture style B- uh, Airbnb? Like I can't decide. This is my honest question yeah. I'm really looking for guidance on. You know how sometimes when you're looking at the Airbnb choices, yes, or maybe you're uh, on vacation rentals by owner, VRBO.com. I'm, mm. This is not about brand marketing. Oh, you're a sure. Verbo? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm a Taurus. <laughs> I'm also on OkCupid. Uh, I'm a Lorba. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, what's, what's that? <laughs> it's like a Libra, but I rent people my apartment. Oh, <laughs> Sure. I actually, very loyal. I actually rent apartments on the uh, Boy Boang Cornet website. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, 
Josh, this is what I'm asking you, okay? Because sometimes when you're, especially like if we're going on tour, like Jordan, sure. Jordan and Brian and I are going to be going on tour this summer, and there is some question, well, do we get uh, hotels or do we get an Airbnb? And we're at the number of people where sometimes we might want to get an Airbnb. Mm-hmm. Now, there's two kinds of Airbnb. One is you, one is a, an actual home yes. of an actual human. That it seems like the advantage is they have to live there. Yeah. So maybe it's okay. Right. They're not going to forget something. They're not going to be like, oh, fuck, water. Whoops. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Accidentally built a wall between the, yeah. Yeah. Between there's the like, top yeah, of the toilet like, in the bowl. There's <laughs> a gas leak here I don't know about. Yeah. So that's one type. The other type is just wall to wall IKEA furniture. Yeah. Or not even wall to wall, just barely enough IKEA furniture. Yep, uh, and that's just the kind one of... black and white photo of Paris hanging up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's like, exactly. The, it. I, there's art in here. <laughs> I did an art, and it's... it feels like one apartment that was somehow turned into two apartments with drywall. Yeah, very bad. So, but the plus side of that is there. It will be bad in a way, yeah. but in a consistent way usually mm-hmm. whereas actual people's homes reflect them in a way that could be disastrous right like that saying about all happy families are happy in the same way uh all bad airbnbs are bad in the same <laughs> like way. you might just get there and there's a note that says like there's a coffee shop around the corner here's a couple restaurants yeah. i recommend Feed the lion before four o'clock. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, my favorite or he gets one, grumpy. My favorite ones are the ones where they show up, and I think we even talked about this last time. And they give you like a list of lies to tell. <laughs> oh yeah, where like it's not supposed to be an Airbnb. So uh, if anybody sees you, you're my ex boyfriend, and uh, I'm very mad you're here, but it's legally fine. <laughs> it's like what? Why is this backstory so insane? Yeah. And you love to knit and refurbish old cars. Yep, that's what you're here to do. Give you a couple of a couple of character details. It's yeah, awful. I I did show up at one once in Silicon Valley. I had an appointment in Silicon Valley. It was like I got a, it was a business meeting. I had to like go there, have the meeting, go to sleep, get on the airplane then in the morning. Sure. And uh, it turned out to be like a crazy boarding house. Weird. Like where if you were like a foreign engineer who just got to town, you'd stay there for three weeks. Like in the manner of someone who like showed up in colonial Philadelphia with a letter of introduction to Benjamin (laughs) Franklin. Like it was so weird. Like so many people were sleeping there in what I would say was maybe like a two or three bedroom place. There was probably six or seven bedrooms that had been made through various means. And the woman who owned it was there, but was not helpful or nice. This... <laughs> so is it like Were it you... would have been better if she wasn't there. So th- you went to Orphan for a Night Fantasy Camp. Exactly. <laughs> that is literally... It was astonishing. And I mean... There's gruel in the fridge. <laughs> to be fair, I was in Palo Alto or some shit. And, you know, like uh, I should have... I just should have been grateful that I wasn't paying $1,000 for a cardboard box in an alley. But that that was one of my most disastrous. But I'm I'm never sure because one time I went to one of those IKEA ones. You'd think it'd be terrible, but I'm going to be honest. There was a hot tub on the roof, and I went and got in the hot tub, <laughs> yeah. and it turned out great. Yeah, that's awesome. Made yourself a nice stew. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Want some peppers? Uh, I I mean I always I cannot 
deal with the Airbnb when the person is there. That to me is just like it's the anti-vacation. Yeah. I just I feel like I'm being polite the whole time. I don't want to come home too late. You know, I would rather just fuck up a double tree, you know, in that mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. So I really try and when I'm traveling with an Airbnb by myself to like really make sure the person's not going to be there just cuz I, you know, I can I can I can never relax. I went to a foreign country. Mm-hmm. I when I was in Denmark a few years ago, I stayed in an Airbnb that was a couple's extra bedroom. They it was it was a fucking dream. Ooh. It was a dream. They lived in a cool neighborhood. They were cool. Uh, they like their only disappointment was that I was slightly less cool than they were. Uh, they didn't care when I came or went. They had good restaurant recommendations. They were very nice and. They showed me how to use a shower that is undifferentiated from the rest of the bathroom. Wow. Which I felt like was a true cultural. Yeah, like sure. if I had been in Austin for South by Southwest right. and they somebody said, yeah, the shower head is uh, 18 inches from the toilet seat. You sit on the toilet seat <laughs> while you take your shower. I would have been like, what the fuck? Yeah. My, in Copenhagen, it felt like a fucking exchange student shit. It felt European. Yeah. Uh, I was in one in Austin, and, you know, dude, Airbnb dude said that he was not going to be there. It's just clarify, because I've run into this shit too much, where you, like, maybe think the person's not going to be there, and then they're just, you know, fucking making ramen in the kitchen when you come home. And then, like, so I'm like, I'm really trying to make sure this dude's not going to be there. Because he, so his his deal was he's like, I won't be there. I'm going on a yoga retreat with my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Great. So he's like, I'm, you know, he's like, I'm going to show up. I'm going to give you the keys and then I'm going to head out on right. this yoga retreat with my girlfriend. And also, if anyone asks, <laughs> right, you're exactly. here on a yoga retreat with my girlfriend. <laughs> right, exactly. We, You are part of our thruple. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the real part of our thruple couldn't be here. Yeah. They are with one of their other thruples yeah. at a it's different a yoga retreat. It's a interlocking thruples. Right, sure. <laughs> it's an erotic hypnosis thing you wouldn't understand. <laughs> oh, call it a chain link threats. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Yeah. That was great. Good job, <laughs> Thank Josh. You. Uh... So, again, okay, so I'm like, great, this dude, and, you know, great place, uh, you'll be shocked to know, the dude brewed his own beer, and he had some, uh, he had some bottles of it in the fridge, he told me to take as many as I wanted to. That number is always between one and zero. Yeah. <laughs> he called me Weary Traveler. Yeah. Oh. Which, uh, you know, uh, so I think I'm, I'm painting a picture of this man. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can all picture this man. And so he ended up – so I was there for maybe three days, and he ended up coming it, coming back at the end of the first night. And I knew he had come back because his golden retriever with a bandana got in bed with me. <laughs> and I had a – And he's, you're like, oh, well, this is a weird thruple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and it turned – so he – I like – in the morning, I'm like, oh, hey, I thought you were going to be at the yoga retreat. And he's like, ah, oh, no, I just – you know – I came home early. I'm like, ah, fuck, they had a fight. And then this guy was hanging around, and his dog would come get in bed both night. I mean, actually, I like, there was a good dog. It was a nice dog. It's fun to have a dog in the bed. But I'm also like, I, I don't, I, I, somebody, can you knock 200 bucks off this thing? This is, yeah. I'm sleeping with your dog. I feel like my new policy is if it's not, you know, normally what I'll do is I'll go on a hot wire, you know, discount website. Yeah. I don't have any loyalty points. I don't have any. I'll just take whatever is the comic, whatever is next to a construction yeah. zone, whatever is, you <laughs> sure, know, whatever yeah. reason that it costs $100 to stay at a four and a half star hotel, <laughs> yeah. I'll take it. But uh, my Airbnb policy now, pool house or nothing. Mm. If it is not, yep. 
If it is it has not to be designed by Rem Coolhouse, I, I, yeah. <laughs> or nothing. And if it is not an idyllic, uh, like small studio in someone's backyard, yep. that is the amount of interaction I want to have someone mm-hmm. which, with someone, which is to say none or as much as I want. Uh, it because if you know if I don't want any, I can just stay in the pool house. If I do want some, I can look through their windows. <laughs> sure, <laughs> no, but I mean, like, I I want this this contained space. It has a bed in it. It's got its own bathroom. It's got a kitchenette. I don't need more than a kitchenette. I'm not making a fucking fancy feast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what am I a ketchup? <laughs> sure, <laughs> I'm not making a friskies in here. <laughs> When I go on vacation, I love to. I still make cat food from scratch and eat it. It just helps. You bring you feel, your food processor. Yeah, it just helps because you wake up in a hotel. You're like, oh, what city am I even in? And then you go to the little mini fridge, and there's your homemade cat food. And yeah. You're like, mm, wherever I am, it's home right now. Yeah, it's great to have rituals. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yes. Some people, it's coffee. For me, it's homemade cat food. <laughs> yeah. You smell those anchovy fillets. <laughs> mm-hmm. They waft towards me gently. Yeah. <laughs> that. Chum grade fish. Some, sometimes a full fish skeleton. <laughs> oh yeah, sure. Oh wow, you're Heathcliff in yeah. it. <laughs> and also, the wet food great for your kidneys. <laughs> so good for my kidneys, which generally I don't consider their health at all. Yeah, no. that's why I get got to get that stinky, wet food. stinky wet food. I'll like. If I have, if I'm even eating dry food, I'll dampen it. You gotta dampen, yeah, <laughs> yeah just sure. for the sake of my kidneys. You gotta damp the dry. Gotta <laughs> damp the dry. Okay. <laughs> my father told me that about making love. <laughs> before it's all he, he told before me. he shot himself in the barn. <laughs> I was in the barn. Son. Listen, son, you gotta damp the dry. <laughs> then he put a shotgun in his mouth and pulled the trigger with his foot. Okay. That definitely well. sounds like the last words of someone who. Uh, furnishes and maintains an Ikea Airbnb. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta damp the dry. Also, don't mind the cameras. <laughs> All right. They aren't on? <laughs> the red light means it's off. They're for when nobody's here. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta make sure it's safe. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jordan. Yes. Our friend. Josh is here too. Yeah, Josh, sorry. Hey. Uh, jo- our friend Josh Gondelman has a brand new comedy album. Did you know that? Yes. Oh, good. Well, that's covered. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I want to hear no more information about it. I don't want to hear when it's coming out, where people can get it, where it was recorded, um, what its impressive placement is on the iTunes comedy charts. <laughs> I don't. You know what? I do want to hear those things. Now that I said it, I want to hear it. Well, honestly, now my feelings are hurt, and you'll have to ask somebody else, Jordan. Okay, no. well, no. I'll, t- I'll tell you. <laughs> you it's number two to. on the iTunes comedy chart. Hey! Uh, number one is Gallagher Live in Scottsdale. Mm-hmm. But number two, <laughs> you Josh should, You should hear what he smashes on this one, though. <laughs> it's an all-audio smashing experience. <laughs> wow. He smashes <gasps> a bell. It. Yep. A, bell. <laughs> it's, it's what, a lot of it is gong. <laughs> it's smashing less comedy. Gong. That, yeah, it's... Well, Smashing, he's just striking it kind of mournfully. Mm, it's like sure. a, a, don, a doleful gong wail. <laughs> um, but yes, I, I, thank you. It's uh, number two on the iTunes comedy chart, which is exciting, and um, recorded at the Bell House in Brooklyn. And it came out last week. It's called Dancing on a Weeknight, and it's available wherever you stream things. Or you could order it. I recorded through Blonde Medicine Records, 
and it's out on vinyl, and you can order it from the Blonde Medicine website. Can I just say? I'm just going to say this, Jordan. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't want to alienate anybody mm-hmm. out there who listens to this show, who works in the comedy industry as a comedian. Mm-hmm. I'm talking specifically about Steve Agee, right. exclusively mm-hmm. about Steve Agee. But uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say it, Josh Gondelman. One of the best in the business. Oh, yeah. <laughs> one of the best in the business, yep. baby. One of the funniest there is. Sorry, A.G. <laughs> you're also very good. <laughs> you know what? You're one of the best, too. You're both amongst the best. Yeah, but I can't say who's better. No. Why would it. we? Who do you stand? <laughs> oh, Who do you stand? Oh, boy. Oh, still your turds. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't gotten tired of them yet. Josh Gondelman, this right here. Is a Webster standing? <laughs> oh boy! I also love the dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> dictionary is great. Hey Jordan, speaking of the Bell House in Brooklyn, yeah, we're headed to Brooklyn to the Bell House, amongst other places. We're going out on the Summer Boys of Summer tour. Tickets on sale now. I just got an email from uh, from our booking agent. Mm-hmm. Not to brag, but we're in show business. Sure. And uh, he said, he said, this is what he said, Josh. He said. Let's make sure you get your comp list in for this show because it's about to sell the fuck mm. out. Damn. Now, he didn't say fuck because he's That'd polite. Be a professional. P- polite professional yeah. looking agent. Yeah. He's so like it an sounds indie rock guy. To he's me, like a nice indie rock guy. So it sounds to me like what you're saying mm-hmm. is that the Summer Boys of Tutmer tour is in danger of selling out. And if people live in one of the cities we're going to, they should get their tickets now instead of waiting so they don't miss out like chumps. And if you're a brand representative for Capri Sun and want us to sell out, we are just on the brink. Oh, yeah. It will not take a big offer. We love your pouch juice. <laughs> Get us. It's more of a juice-flavored sugar water. Sure, yeah. <laughs> but it does come in a pouch. And it can attract ants to your mouth. <laughs> That's what I use it for. Oh. That's Actually, I've kind of had a long-running sponsorship with Capri Sun. Oh. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, it'll lead ants to your mouth like a horse to water, and you can make them drink. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to so switch to those wordy. Hawaiian punch pouches. Mm-hmm. Or the pouches. Kool-Aid... Uh, what were those called? Bursts? Squeeze-its? Maybe mm. squeeze-its. Juicers. Squeeze-its. Yeah, squeeze-its yeah. is a pl- the plastic thing with a little thing you twist off at the top. Yeah. Then you chug a lug. But Co- weren't those Kool-Aid branded? Kool-Aid had their own version of that, but I think maybe it was- They were a squeeze-it knockoff, I yeah. think. Mm, I think okay, right. squeeze-it was first. Yeah. Sure. Mm. Well, we've, we've sorted that out. <laughs> Release like, the squeeze-it cut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know you're an older millennial if... <laughs> you sometimes confuse Kool-Aid and ha- squeeze it. You haven't turned off Jordan Jesse Go yet. <laughs> uh, where are we going on our big Summer Boys of Summer tour, Jordan? Starting June 12th, we're in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Oh, boy. With, uh, the fellas from Rift Tracks. That's well, that's cool the best it, celebrities Kevin. of all of Minneapolis. Yes. Now that Prince is dead. <laughs> sure. And even oh. when he was alive, these yeah. guys kicked his ass. I mean, <laughs> if you got Mike there, in addition to Bill and Kevin, yeah, that's yeah. better than Prince. Ethan and Joel Cohen are listening and just crying softly. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chicago, Illinois will be uh, the next night, June 13th. we got Courtney Enlow from the Trends Like These podcast. Uh, and you're doing a DJ set, Jesse. Yeah, that's right. They invited me to do a DJ set after the show. I'll be spinning original Soul 45s. <laughs> I uh, purchased a special box. That you carry your 45s in 
uh, when you are a famous uh, road DJ like myself. Uh, June 14th, we'll be in Seattle, Washington. June 15th in Portland, Oregon. June 26th in the aforementioned uh, Bell House in Brooklyn. Uh, Ted Leo is going to be our guest at that Ooh, show. Among others. Among probably. others. Uh, June 27th, we'll be in Boston. Uh, also with Ted Leo and the great comedian Lamont Price. Oh, great. I love Lamont Price. June 28th, uh, Washington, D.C. with Glenn Weldon, one of our faves. Yeah. And By the in- way, did you hear when we just found out what Josh Gondelman thinks about Ted Leo? I know. I so love Ted no Leo, Lamont but Price. I, hold on. I everybody already <laughs> loves Ted Leo. Sure. He doesn't need a no. Gondelman juicing. No. Uh, Lamont Price is an old dear friend. Yeah, he's very funny. You're, right. guy. you're just you're, funny you looked guy. you te- you took a look at the lineup and you're like, who needs a juicing? Yeah. <laughs> who needs a juicing? <laughs> LP. Yeah. Um, and in, uh, June 29th, we'll be in Austin, Texas with Griffin and Rachel McElroy. Of the McElroys? Of the McElroy family of podcasters. <sighs> They're more popular than us. Sure. People will just want us to shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> Rightfully so. And by that point of the tour, we will be glad to. <laughs> Take it away, McElroys, is what we'll say. And then we'll put on little sleeping caps and go to sleep. It's time for Jordan Jesse Go's signature segment, Rachel's Poetry Corner. <laughs> uh, yeah, Summer Boys of Summer. You can get those at MaximumFun.org slash Summer Boys of Summer. And uh, yeah, sounds like it's selling out. So I would get those tickets ASAP. And Jordan, there's a lot of literature lovers that listen to Jordan Jesse Go. I don't know if you knew that. Um, uh, Scriveners, Mm -hmm. uh, librarians. Right. um, Although some of the the Scriveners prefer not to listen. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) I'm truly so sorry. No, it's I waited too long to say it. I botched (laughs) it the first time. I powered through. I mean, what's great about this is We'll have Brian edit out the time you botched it, so now you look like a double fool. Ah, fuck. I I assumed you would go through and edit out all the things I say. No, no, no. It would be kind of a Sixth Sensey podcast where you're talking to me. No, we're going to find clips of you on other podcasts looking (laughs) foolish and edit them in. Yeah. Not, you don't have to go far. This will be a greatest hits. Yeah. I apologize. I I stepped in. You were were describing the kinds of literary titans and and, and, uh, grunts that was your podcast. (laughs) Yeah. From Titan to Grunt. (laughs) Cheese and cheese. It's a real Kilgore Trouts listening uh, to that show. And if you if you're a fan of uh, the reading arts, well, why not check out Josh Gondelman's book? It's coming in September. It is coming in September. I think the by the, the pre-sale link will be live. I think this week, which is very oh, exciting. Keep an eye. Keep gotta an eye out that, for that. Gotta get that Gondel book. You gotta. Oh, get onto a website. <laughs> Order the Gondel book. Any baby. website. <laughs> oh, fogdog.com. <laughs> Spend your flues on the Gondel book. What's that? Did you say fogdog.com? Yeah. Oh, Is that I a... said fuckdog.com. <laughs> I'm like, I have been there. There, is no, there are no books for sale That's on that you website. That's where you got that Airbnb in Austin. <laughs> right, yeah. What's fuckdog? Let's fuck with you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in just a second. I'll Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Josh Gondelman, just uh, industrious worker bee. <laughs> it's true. Look at this guy shaking his butt, showing everybody where the good pollen is. Pleasure the queen, Gondelman. <laughs> Pleasure the queen. Damn the dry. I'll damp the dry. Pleasure the queen. I'll beat you with my scepter. <laughs>
You uh, still don't get a W because you didn't bring the wig. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. You're not getting a W until you wear that wig. I do. I do advocate for for uh, changing from the gold to the silver standard. Ooh, sorry, it's more of a Tory move. It's oh, more sorry. of like a Tory would want. I don't care. The if it L, the is, L is for lorries, right? That's whether you want to vote right. for a wig or a truck. Right now, by the way, <laughs> a British truck. Yeah. That scratching sound you hear is a hundred AP US history teachers. Uh, yeah. Quill writing us letters. Dear <laughs> <laughs> sirs. Yeah, I know. The the Bull Moose Party was in the early 20th century. Yeah. Okay. William, um, William Jennings Bryan, right? That was his. He wanted to see sure, the silver cross standard. of gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. These Good are work, all, Jordan. Thank you. Thank Good you. Good work. I'm great. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we're going to move on to momentous occasions. But first, I feel like um, sometimes, um, you know, something... Something will happen online in the zeitgeist. Like there's a, there is, we are surrounded by what I call Josh's zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. And I think that so we have, we have, there are themes on this show, big themes. Yeah, universal, capital, capital T themes. Themes. Man versus nature. Lowercase b. Yeah. <laughs> Lowercase b. Capital T. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man versus nature. I'm going to transcribe this all later. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and so, you know, something. Man versus nature. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, things come up on the show, you know, frequently. Yeah. And. Just as they do in Shakespeare. Sure, absolutely. Faulkner. Um, mm hmm. Werner Herzog. Or others. Names of writers is a theme I'm noticing. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Saying things in place of a joke. <laughs> Just a list of things. Um,. So yeah, so Brian I mean, edits in jokes later. No, he doesn't. Uh. He doesn't. Just farts. Wait, <laughs> just farts. Wait. I mean, you guys, I think that's maybe at some point we considered those jokes. Then why did I smash that gong with a sledgehammer all those times? <laughs> oh, Brian Jordan, if he doesn't edit in jokes later, why do I keep bringing up Bartleby the Scrivener? Honestly, I don't know. That's not a joke. No, it sure isn't. <laughs> Um, it's just an unusual name <laughs> sure, of a famous nineteenth-century novel. Kind of fun to say, yeah. Um, it is kind of fun to say. And sometimes, you know, like people will send us things through various online channels, yeah. letting us know that, you know, life is imitating art. And I do consider this art. And these channels are myriad, Josh, in mm-hmm. our case. Fogdog.com. <laughs> Fogdog.com. <laughs> Fogdog.com. <laughs> Flues. Sure. Those are the big three. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, anywhere you could find us. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and definitely because there has, because just for your purposes, we have <laughs> a lot of listeners more than more than your average podcast. We think who are involved, uh, who are part of throuples. Yeah, and uh, and to a certain extent, mm-hmm. erotic hypnosis. <laughs> Boy, okay, just. <laughs> We mentioned the tour earlier. Yeah. If the erotic hypnosis people are listening. Yes. And you are near one of our, if you are near one of our, uh, uh, the places we're performing. Yeah. And you come to the show. Yeah. I consent to being erotically hypnotized but on stage. Get your tickets now. Get them now. Because as Jordan and Jesse's booking agent wrote verbatim in an email, people are sucking their own dicks to get into these shows. Right. <laughs> is that what erotic hypnosis is? I don't know. It just teaches you to suck your own dick? Man, you remove your own rib. 
JJ Go at MaximumFun.org is our email address. You can, if you are I one of the erotic to be, hypnosis people. to being erotically hypnotized. <laughs> anyway, a big news story what if came it's down just the news What sensual hypnosis? No, it has to be erotic. Okay. Yeah. What about just non hypnotic erotic suggestions? <laughs> oh, like <laughs> imagine yourself fucking a chicken? Yeah. Or just like. Hey, take your pants off. <laughs> Come on, do a little dance. Can I tell you what I... I'd like it a lot. It'd make my dick hard if you did a little dance. That's how we do it back in Brooklyn, baby. Oh, yeah, pizza pie. <laughs> I'm walking over here, and you're doing a little fucking dance. And I'm loving it, because I'm a horny union guy. <laughs> who, learned, a... who read a book about persuasion. <laughs> I'm both a longshoreman and a habitué of certain unusual subreddits. I read the book Lean In because I didn't know it wasn't for me, and now I'm double assertive. Okay, so sincerely, my one actual sincere thought about erotic hypnosis is what I immediately imagined was that kind of stage hypnosis where Mm. they make someone into a chicken. Yeah. But they're all, the person is a chicken and horny. Right. Yeah. That is also both. most hypnotists. I didn't substitute it for the chicken. I added it to the chicken. <laughs> Hypnosis involves a chicken. Right. Yeah. Erotic involves yeah. horny. Sure. Exactly. So. Sorry if anyone's having Easter dinner right now. You <laughs> <laughs> aren't listening to this the podcast comes out. <laughs> so the, we've the cameras received, are not on. You're having a late Easter dinner <laughs> via the via the internet currency website Beans. Mm-hmm. We've received a number of notices from Jordan Jesse Go listeners regarding letting us notice. know that thruples don't just exist in the Jordan Jesse Go fan community. Yeah. They exist in the animal kingdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it's not just chickens, Josh. You got to get these animals listening to your podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, hey. Anybody's in 4-H. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Who wants to fucking win that shit play for it, one? Play it for your goats. <laughs> <laughs> It'll make them angry. If, if you get your goats into a thruple, do you win 4-H? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, technically, it's 3G. <laughs> 3G into 4 <laughs> also, the uh, goats have kind of a slow Wi-Fi. <laughs> They're on an iPhone 4. Right. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Eat this can out of my ass. <laughs> what a goat says to another goat. Yeah. Uh, anyways, there are there is a there's a bald eagle thruple. Uh, along the Mississippi River in southern Illinois lives an unusual family of six Oh, I read eagles. about this. Two males and one female are caring for three eaglets with the world watching on a live stream. So you could tune into this kinky shit if you want to. Yeah. Uh, two males, Valor 1 and Valor 2. And the female... <laughs> so Republican. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These are some Republican thruple. Stolen Valor 1 and stolen <laughs> Valor 2. Uh, and the female star have been together since 2017. Uh, yeah, and let's see. It doesn't say anything here about them having a Google document that they share to organize their dating. Uh, but they take care of three recently hatched eagle chicks. Parenting responsibilities are fairly neatly divided. Do you think they're the kind of thruple where everybody fucks together or they take turns fucking? Well, I'm looking at these eagles and... (laughs) 
Yeah, they're fucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fucking yeah. I mean, Valor no. one and Valor two. Yeah, sure. Um, when three when three eagles fuck at the same time, uh, a puff of smoke appears, and then a blue angel show happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we just wanted to we just wanted to acknowledge Valor one, Valor two, and Star. And thank them for their service. And also thank them for their support of Jordan Jesse Go. Mm-hmm. Means a lot to us. Yes, we appreciate it. And hey. They're implicit listeners by being in a thruple. They're implicitors. <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> you know, I kind of think in my in my heart, anything with a cloaca is an implicit. <laughs> mm, sure. Birds, frogs, <laughs> <laughs> other things I didn't pay attention to in science class. <laughs> Yeah, here's the forceps. Go to town. (laughs) Anything that's been removed from Jesse's eyeball (laughs) is an implicit listener. Now, Jordan, it's been a few weeks since we've had momentous occasions of the standard sort. When something momentous happens to you, call us, 206-984-4FUN, or email us at jjgo at maximumfun.org. If you want to just hit that voice memo button on your space phone and uh, send that over the 3G down to jjgo at (laughs) maximumfun.org, that works, too. Just Here's, recorded into your goat. <laughs> we're the kinky the, goat. Were the three billy goats gruff kind of a thruple? Oh, <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. They was sure. fucking. <laughs> and they're like, hey, troll, come on in. Can I just say this we about goats? If you'll eat a tin can, you'll fuck anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely another goat. That's sure, like the that's first thing tough. you would fuck. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's take a call because I'm starting to lose track of what we're talking about. <laughs> Hey, Jordan, Jesse, and the ever-elusive go. This is Scott calling from Long Beach, California. And uh, I'm calling because I had my first orgasm with a butt plug-in just a second ago. And uh, (laughs) it was nothing short of earth-shattering. And uh, I sort of realized that I had never really considered ass play a legitimate a legitimate part of my sexuality until i uh sort of heard it talked about on jordan jesse go so after <laughs> that i uh went and upgraded my membership so i just wanted to say uh thanks for that and uh keep on doing what y'all do love you guys love you too buddy love that's you too, a man. classic yeah. one two three Way to blast, pal. <laughs> <laughs> Now, and yeah, thanks for calling us right at he did yeah, he did sound like he had an afterglow about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was I I laughed, but there's nothing funny about enjoying and being in touch with your body. Absolutely not. There is something funny about That's why you carry that hand mirror everywhere. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to finally see if I have a vagina. <laughs> I look once a week just to check. Maybe it's sneaking up on me. Um <laughs> <laughs> Were you singing the Inspector, Inspector Gadget? Theme Inspector Gadget, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Uh, but there is, there is. Yeah, who cares? I think. I think. Why do anything? We have to agree that there's We're something. All gonna die. There's something funny about calling a podcast immediately after you orgasm under any circumstances. Sure, yeah. But I mean, he's just following orders. That's how when we say when the momentous thing happens, we want you to call us right away. Don't fuck around. Wait for mm-hmm. a thousand years and yep. call us in. Call in the moment if you can. And, you know, he was busy in the moment, but in the immediate aftermath, sure. he had a little time on his hands. Sure. Yeah. It's called a refractory period, Josh. <laughs> I, I told you, I'm transcribing this later, so you don't... <laughs> I kind of resent that our that our listeners, you know, with their thruples and their butt plugs, have more colorful sex lives than I do. Yeah. Well, you know, 
You got that hot tub instead of a kitchen. <laughs> That's true, but I use that for cooking. I'm not going to jack off in there. You have your sexy, you have your sexy correspondence with the cannibal cop. <laughs> That's true. Then it always like goes back to him eating me. You yeah, know? and I'm like, all right, this guy's got one thing on his mind. <laughs> yeah, I'm always like one track mind. I was like, how was your weekend? And he's like, oh, I want to eat you. Yeah, I'm like, all right. Any big busts lately? Because there's two words in your name. <laughs> sure. Right, you're not just the cannibal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds like you, that, yeah. He's so much known for cannibal, it really overshadows this is any police work he might have done. <laughs> right. <laughs> he, they could just call him the cannibal guy. <laughs> the cannibal guy, right. Yeah. That's what people, that's a salient feature to the public. I mean, previously, before the cannibal stuff, he was known as cop. Mm-hmm. Right. So it kind of felt like people, everybody knew him as cop. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so they had to, they had to, go, they had to work cop. with what they had. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But congratulations to that momentous occasion. Yeah, way to plug it up. It's sort of like when Snoop Dogg became Snoop Lion for mm-hmm. his reggae album. Mm-hmm. It's like you take what you got and you build on it. It's a brand extension. Yes. So people knew him as Cop. Now Cannibal Cop. Now Cannibal Cop. Because he likes the taste of human flesh or imagines he, he yeah, would. Yeah, he thinks he would. Hmm. Yeah. It seems like maybe like a butt plug sponsorship is in our future, huh? <laughs> I would love. I'm surprised there wasn't one in the past. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I would love. There's this high end sex toy manufacturer makes them out of metal. Mm. These are amazing products. They're not cheap, but worth every penny. I'd love to get a sponsorship from them, but they're not going. I'm not going to mention their name, their name unless they. If you're said, listening, you know who you are. They know who the fuck they are. In, yeah. in my neighborhood in Brooklyn, there's a sex toy and paraphernalia shop that has one of those signs up in the front that says uh, immigrants and refugees welcome here. Yeah. And it's like th- that just much must be such a balm to the horny refugee community <laughs> of New York City. It's like I fled the, I fled I'm the without camps. a country and I, and I need to blast. <laughs> <laughs> it, which just implies that other places in the city that, that the owner of that shop is so good hearted and generous of mm-hmm. spirit that they couldn't abide mm. by the possibility that somewhere there's like a racist sex Dildo. shop owner. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's just like, oh, coming to my country and fucking putting my butt plugs in your ass. <laughs> Whites only. <laughs> Not on my watch. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm like, hey, well, I know where I'm patronizing the next time I'm horny in Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, well, that's got to be the title. I was going to do one of those, but that's the title of Matt, Matt, Matt. Yeah. But I couldn't think of anything. Horny in Brooklyn. What would that be? Originally the title of HBO's Girls. There you go. <laughs> that's good. Direct to video sequel of Vampire in Brooklyn? Mm, yes. <laughs> yeah. It's a, these, all, these all work. A Brooklyn specific reboot of real sex. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Horny and. Hey! It's the guy. Hey, oh, yeah! It's the guy from before. We had a guy. We got him. Ah, uh, there was a guy. Touch your nips. <laughs> I'm just they're, saying. They're very sensitive. Take this ice. <laughs> I'm a sex therapist. <laughs> this one's actually pretty serious. <laughs> I will help people deal with their traumas. <laughs> hey, deal with your trauma for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Let me see the trauma. Splay it out. <laughs> Splay. Splay your trauma for me. Terrifying. (laughs) Splay is a word that, like, I feel like you only apply after the fact. You're like, oh, they splayed. They were splayed. You don't tell someone to (laughs) splay. Splay it. You're like, ugh. What are you going to cut me in half? Here's my my request. Hey, internet. Let's stop worrying about people saying moist and start worrying (laughs) about people saying splay. (laughs) 
Do we make splay the new word that people mm-hmm. on salon.com complain about? It would be, Brian, play another call so that we can stop talking about this. Hi, Jordan. Hi, Jesse. Hi, guests. This is Leela calling from Western Massachusetts with a momentous occasion. I had to pick my mom up from the airport in Hartford super-duper late last night. And so I'm driving through a city adjacent to my town that is not known to be the best city to drive through late at night. Um, But it was relatively deserted, and I didn't see a lot of traffic. And I kind of went the back way, and I'm on Canal Street, which is just a series of red lights. I'm sitting at a red light. Can you pause it, Brian? We know the city is Manhattan. <laughs> we know where Canal Street is. Right, it's Chinatown. I mean, yeah. It's interesting that this woman was talking about going the back way because of her last <laughs> caller. <laughs> anyway. This woman seemed also trepidatious about going the back way. Well, by I the hope way. This, I hope, but, I mean, I mean, oftentimes on the first time, you are. Because, yeah. you know, you've been told by society that you're not supposed to. Don't buy your metal sex toys on Canal Street. Don't get the bootleg shit. <laughs> yeah, uh, you, can't can't spell you can't spell canal without anal. <laughs> <laughs> it's me again. <laughs> I've gone from Brooklyn to Manhattan. <laughs> That's right. I'm going all five boroughs, baby. Watch out, Long Island. <laughs> Hello, not please. It's not about <laughs> Some erotic adventures. I'm here to you. jack off in Queens. <laughs> I, people are going to be coming in the Bronx. People are going to be coming on Staten Island. Here I come, New Canaan. <laughs> We're going to have Jersey City. Watch the fuck out. Some people say Philadelphia is the sixth borough. <laughs> They're going to be jacking off in Philly. <laughs> well, Philly fans throw batteries at them. That's the only way That's you can the, come in yeah. Philadelphia. A- they call a battery a Philadelphia butt plug. <laughs> I mean, this is this is fun, but no, it's, no, it's not. <laughs> You'd pay twenty bucks to get sucked off by the Philly fanatic. Oh yeah, I actually I spent like my late twenties in a throuple with the Philly fanatic and gritty who didn't exist yet. <laughs> I knew him though. Sure. Before he became a mascot, just a coincidence. Yeah, before he was a mascot, somebody he worked. Stopped, he somebody was... stopped him at an Orange Julius and was like, you, you've got to look. Was... I'm an agent for mascots. <laughs> you guys have seen Boogie Nights, right? <laughs> it was like that, but for mascots. Oh, sure. <laughs> Brian, play a call. Play the rest of this call, I guess. The woman's driving through New Canaan, Connecticut. On Canal Street, which is just a series of red lights. I'm sitting at a red light, and I'm sitting at a red light, and it's not changing. And I'm suspecting that it's one that maybe needs more traffic on the other side in order to change. But at this point, I'm considering just running the red light because it is you know, midnight and there's nobody around. Um, and as I'm pondering this option, a cop rolls up in front of behind me, and uh, that kind of on that idea so I sat there some more and I sat there some more and then I thought what are we going to do this light is never going to change and then the cop whipped around me with his blue lights on and made the light change green and then made all the lights change green and we just went down this whole street just green light after green light after green light and it was truly magical bye bad news though Mm. 
guess what cop that was. Oh, no. Oh, no. Run! <laughs> oh, Run! no. And definitely don't get in a giant cauldron yeah, and fill it with veggies. That's right. It was kindergarten cop. <laughs> oh, it's not a tumor. <laughs> he was I can't spell canal without anal. <laughs> he was driving straight to the cauldron district. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> It's just uh. witches and cannibals as far as the eye can see. It's a pretty bad neighborhood. A lot of open cauldrons, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Do a little dance for me. Makes me horny. Maria, you are my wife. Maybe not anymore. Are we divorced? I have that Are grown child who was by my housekeeper. <laughs> that was a sad story. Well, but also, one... he did pay for the kid and kept him around. Do not he, me. Same character. I, I paid for the kid and you kept him around. For the kid. So this it's guy... weird, but it's not totally sad. This this character at is least like, I owned it. Is like the third beat of three hundred heralds being done at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it's just every quality. This is upsetting to it's. This is an upsetting <laughs> episode to everyone, but the most obnoxious improv asshole <laughs> who's loving it. Yeah, You're I'm not it. an eagle. I don't know. Yeah. I bought this cauldron with <laughs> flus. <laughs> Internet currency. Will the new Terminator be good? <laughs> I'm just kind of curious about that myself. Uh, <laughs> Linda Hamilton's back. That's cool. And That's he wants to know the star it. of the movie doesn't always know whether the film's going to be good until no. you see the final cut. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. you go out there and you do the best you can. Yep. And it doesn't really. I got to see the dailies. and They, <laughs> they were impressive, but they don't have the digital effects inserted yet. <laughs> <laughs> it just looked like I was pointing a gun at like a building. But convincingly, especially when you consider my age. Gondelman Schwarzenegger's pretty good. Yeah. Yours I, is easily the best. Thank you. I, I never know. I can do like a convincing impression for like four syllables and then the wheels really fall off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Schwarzenegger's a good, a good one because you can just kind of make a noise. You can just go, blow. Yeah, blow. it's very good. It's so fun. You can tell why every comedian in the 80s God, did it. God, I know. There's just, it's just like, I wonder if old Schwarzenegger was uh, fucking anywhere. Who cares? You're going to love it. You're going to go crazy when I say this. I'm outside. <laughs> People are like, ah, He's outside! H- HBO special! <laughs> There's bananas. There's apples. I'm in a grocery store. <laughs> Give him a second HBO special. Well, great. Let's roll up our sleeves and get down to business. The sleeves of our sport coat, that is. <laughs> we're 80s HBO comedians. Uh, hey. Yeah. To our caller... Way to go with yeah. that. Getting all those green lights or whatever it is you did. Yeah. Yep. Hashtag white privilege. <laughs> oh, sure. Very, very nervous. I don't, I'm, I'm glad we didn't hear more about what made the neighborhood undesirable. Oh, yeah. Sure. I mean, it was the fucking cauldrons, right? <laughs> yeah. And the, the Although the, you don't I'll... often hear about a white cauldron. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. White cauldron was the original working title of Charmed, right? There you go. <laughs> there um... you go. <laughs> Gondolmen! Yeah. Gondolmen! We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go.
Hey, we're Ben and Adam, and we're here to tell you about our Star Trek podcast, The Greatest Generation. Why should I listen to a Star Trek podcast? You may be asking yourself. Well, ours is actually good and funny. We joke around, we uh, we have a lot of fun, we talk about film production techniques that are used in Star Trek. We love to break down the stories and the characters, and we just have a blast while we're doing it. It's kind of like sitting around with a couple of buds, having a beer, and talking about an episode of one of your favorite shows. So go to MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts, and subscribe to The Greatest Generation. Yeah, whatever you're using to listen to this, just have it find us and subscribe pop record panel we have just 30 seconds to prove to max fun listeners that we know what the f we're talking about when it comes to pop culture all right you guys let's go famous chris's walk-in christopherson hemsworth karen what's the most iconic lesbian snack the wings at hooters the answer is fried green tomatoes. Margaret, what is the Marvel Cinematic Universe missing? My interest. Winter, name someone who will EGOT in your lifetime. Ike Barinholtz. That's beautiful. Top gear or top model? Sadly, I have to say top gear. The clear answer is top chef. But top model taught us about smizing. Pop Rocket, smart takes on everything. Catch us every Friday on Maximum Fun. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Josh Gondelman, just doing his best. You know what? Your best is good enough. In fact, your best is one of the best in the goddamn business. <laughs> Hear Thank that, you. Steve Agee? You're, you're one of those, too. Yeah, you're both the best in the... And I bet Josh is not a talented photographer. No. Mm-hmm. Nor is he a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. No. Those are two of my many shortcomings. <laughs> <laughs> there are <But>. others. <laughs> I'd like to see Steve Agee write a joke for Desus and Marrow. <laughs> probably did a pretty good job, actually. Yeah, it's probably more really like setting really up good. a scenario no, for them to do their thing. I did write one joke that I am very proud of, and it was a thing that had rattled around in my head for two years. And I was like, what if we put this in a sketch? And they did. And it's an Italian child kidnapping monster called the Bada Bing Baba Duke. <laughs> And it's truly this. It like exercised it from my head. Like I don't randomly wake up thinking like "bada bing, baba duke" anymore. Yeah, oh, so, yeah. yeah. Sometimes so, that's that's the only yeah. way to do it. Sometimes you have to you put, put it, it on a premium, on cable, premium cable, late night talk show. Uh, yeah, got to so, put it on after billions, and then you're all set. <laughs> mm-hmm. they, they, they made a poster. They showed it to Jordan Peele as if it were a movie they wanted him to make. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, any time I can write a joke that wastes a genius's time, mm. that's like that's really my goal. Ah, mm. uh, Gondelman, he's got a book coming out, and so, what's the book going to be called? It's called Nice Try: Stories of Best Intentions and Mixed Results. Yeah, there you go. He's a, let's be honest. Most of these, most of these, it's mixed to positive because this guy's one of the best in the business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. Doesn't get any better than Josh Gondelman. Um, Except Steve Agee. Yeah. And his photography. Who's equally good? They're both great. Uh, comedy album out now. Yeah. People can get that. They don't got to wait for that book. No way. But, yep. they, but they don't got to wait for the comedy album. No, they could j- shoot it right into their veins. Uh, any comedy. Uh, one thing, Josh. Yeah. 
I only listen to comedy on vinyl. Mm. Oh, well, it's on vinyl. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Oh. You can get it on vinyl. At your made-up sounding record label's website. Plon Medicine. There you go. Mm -hmm. Every record label sounds made up. That's true. (laughs) That's very true. Nobody was ever just like... Oh, super drag. That sounds like a real business. <laughs> oh, uh, what should I call my serious business? Secretly Canadian? Yeah. Drag City. That's what I meant. Super Drag's a band, right? Yeah. yeah. Who sucked out the feeling? Is that them? Uh, I think so. Okay. Is that Super Grass? That might be Super Grass. Oh, I don't know Super Grass. Oh. Sorry. It's a similar band. Okay. Okay. Anyway. I remember that uh, in college, our friend Jim Rayal, the master of Would You Rather, had a t-shirt that said Super Grass, but he had to explain that it didn't say... The S was big and the S was big on mm-hmm. either side, and I really thought it said Uppergross. <laughs> <laughs> That's a cool shirt, too. Yeah. yeah. The German concept of, <laughs> of grass is better than other grass, mm-hmm. inherently. Yeah. It's like what you want to seed a baseball diamond with. Sure. The grass is always green. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Uppergross. Anyway, I'm Austrian, not German. <laughs> Gotta go. Help me, Maria. Are we still married? Probably not, given my infidelities. <laughs> but you never know. People walk through these things. Yeah. I heard about these two eagles that are parenting with a third eagle. <laughs> I was a failed politician, but people like my YouTube videos making fun of the president. <laughs> I chased a horse around. Or I rode a horse around. <laughs> you see that? There's he did. He's on TikTok, <laughs> riding a little horse. Wow, really? Yeah. Gotta get on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Uh, hey, great job, everybody. Josh, TikTok. By the way, we should explain is the Amazon Studios talk show that follows the day. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> Another great performance from Griffin Newman. <laughs> Uh, great job, Josh. Do you have any stand-up comedy dates coming up if people um, want to see you live? Oh, my gosh. Uh, I'm mostly in New York because we're, we're in production for the for the show, but I have a show uh, in Los Angeles on the 25th, Thursday the 25th at Dynasty Typewriter, if this is out by then. It will be. Oh, terrific. And people should go. I yeah, would love that's for right across the street from our studio. Yeah, I drove by it on the way and I went, ah. Thursday. I'll see you then. <laughs> but you're that's also. Nice, that's nice that you greet buildings. <laughs> Only the ones that I'm like acquainted yeah, with. Yeah, sure. You don't just <laughs> say hi to a Carl <laughs> Jr. Chase Bank. <laughs> Good day, my bank. Brian, <laughs> 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 <My bank. laughs> can we name this episode My Bank? M apostrophe bank. Yeah, I believe that's how it's spelled. <laughs> I think it's going to be. The traditional, the old English spelling. <laughs> Uh, if you've got a call for us, 206-984-4FUN, put in your phone or just email us a voice memo at jjgo at maximumfun.org. Our producer is Brian Sunny D. Fernandez. Josh Gondelman has been our guest. You can find him online at flues.com. That's F-L-O-O-Z. Uh, I'm mostly, I'm a Bitcoin. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, Gondelman's a crypto. <laughs> crypto comedian Josh Gondelman. <laughs> That's. I think audiences have described me as such. Like, is this comedy? No one can tell. <laughs> uh, Inspector Gadget. How does it apply here? <laughs> trying to figure out if Josh is a comedian. Oh, okay. Well, Penny is, and he's Penny. Is, yeah, he's just kind of bumbling his way through. Yeah, and that fucking space dog crazy, yeah. she has. Mm-hmm. What's that dog doing? <laughs> Well, you need an inspector gadget for that. Spent more like an inspector dog. What the hell is that dog? Up to? I know. What's that dog doing? 
<laughs> Ironically, Inspector Gadget couldn't get elected dog catcher, Josh. <laughs> much less dog inspector. <laughs> a much, much more prestigious position. By the way, do you it's... like my T-shirt that says FD? <laughs> you only inspect the federal dog. dog uh, I thought it was female dog, dog inspector. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Fun.reddit.com. It's too warm in this studio yeah, this week. Too hot. Very warm. Uh, Brian Fernandez, our producer, uh, MaximumFun.reddit.com, uh, Jordan Jesse Go on Facebook, uh, at Jesse Thorne, at Jordan underscore Morris, uh, Josh Gondelman. What are you, Josh Gondelman, right? Yeah. Josh Gondelman on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. So that's a great place for great humor. Sure, you can find great humor, but also periodically a signature pep talks. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves these pep talks. A lot of good stuff on there. Everybody's talking about them. Josh Gondelman's got a positive attitude. You can probably mm-hmm. tell from listening to this mm-hmm. program. Mm-hmm. If you're feeling down in the dumps once in a while, Josh Gondelman's at an airport. He's got 20 minutes before his flight boards. He says, go ahead. I'm going to give you some give you some uh, quick pep talk. And people love it. Um, it's probably as good as uh, like uh, Pepto-Bismol. They call me the uh, the failing man's Lin-Manuel Miranda. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I was going to say you're the rich man's Griffin Newman, but probably about the same. You guys are both doing good. Griffin Newman, great on the tick, as I saw on on TikTok. Great on the tick. Every week they talk about Griffin's performance. Two of the the best in the business. (laughs) You're out of here, AG. (laughs) Okay, we'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.